Hey, this is your Okage K, and today I want to talk about space, the final frontier, which could only mean Star Trek. So without completely aging myself, I grew up in the, during the reign of Next Generation, which in my household was family, te- family TV time. Like, seriously, we would get together and just, as a family, just sit on the couch, and my brother's on a chair sometimes, or my dad on a chair, and we would just watch Star Trek. Like, we would devour sci-fi in our household. I mean, not just sci-fi, but, like, definitely. And I cannot thank my parents enough for being so cool and introducing us as kids to a lot of things. Nearly every genre was something we watched on regular TV. Because, you know, cable was a bit too much money. I mean, it still is, in my opinion, but I digress. So, I loved Next Generation, and still do. But the Star Trek show that meant the most to me is DS9, or Deep Space Nine, if you're not familiar. And it's not just because Hawk was in command. If you don't know what I mean by Hawk, just look up Mr. Avery Brooks, his previous TV shows, and you'll understand. You can thank me later. To this day, it still bothers me, though, that uh, Commander Sisko was just the commander for the first three seasons. Didn't get to become a captain until after that, but whatever, you know. This is what happens in space. Can't get what we want from the beginning all the time. So, one of the many things that made this show special and stand out from the other from the other Star Trek shows was here was a single black father whose wife was murdered by the Borg. <laughs> Thank you, Jean-Luc and Q, because we really need to remember that it's Q's fault that the Borg even met up with them so quickly, because the Borg would not have made it out of the Gamma Quadrant, whatever, you know, again, that's a conversation for another time, but again, let's just say, Locutius and Q, you suck. But, um... <laughs> You never doubted the love he had for his son, and you never doubted the the reverse. Like, you knew that you were watching a loving family unit. And it was great. Um, to see a really good show of this, a great example of this would be, honestly, it's an episode called The Visitor. Um, watch it sometime if you have a chance. It's kind of... It's kind of sad, but it's really lovely at the same time. Um, but back to what it made it interesting, so interesting for me as opposed to the other shows. I always felt like DS9 was more grounded. Ha 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 space station grounded. But yeah, it was in space, but they felt more like a community. Like, and how I, more like a community and how I felt, how I imagined daily life in space interacting with aliens would be. So it was science fiction. But it was also a science fiction show with a family and a community. And I guess maybe because they were they were on one location and it was sedentary versus the enterprises where they're off doing meeting new worlds, new things all the time, everything came to DS9. So everything came to Terraknor. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean. So that's what I enjoyed about it. It was a family. It was a community. You got to really like feel for the different characters and learn and know about the different people in this and creature and creatures species in this. And it was all being headed by a black guy. And I'm just saying that's kind of awesome. 
But additionally, it was also like the way Benjamin Sisko handled interactions with people. You didn't just get the feeling that he was some standoffish leader. He was someone that helped push everyone around him. Even if it took, even if at some point it would have taken some convincing. Like, oh, I know, perfect example. Let's look at Nog, the Ferengi, and like the episode of Heart of Stone where Nog decides he wants to become, he wants to enter Starfleet and he needs to get, I mean, it's a subplot, it's a, it's a plot, but he needs Cisco to write him a recommendation. And let's think about this. If you know anything about Star Trek, would you really let a Ferengi into Starfleet Academy? I mean, yeah. No? Like, can we just look at his Uncle Quark? I mean, seriously, just look at Quark. But Cisco set up set up a task for Quark to, I mean, for Nog to do, and then even then he still just didn't trust Nog, but when Nog explained to him the reasoning behind it, Cisco put aside those prejudices and biases that others were going to continually show him. Because again, they're Ferengi, and he is directly tied to Quark. I mean, even if there was no, even if it was just a regular Ferengi, his biggest issue was Quark was his uncle. Quark. You know, Quark. So being skeptical is highly justified. Really, seriously, go watch. You'll see. Um, and he supports him, so like he doesn't hold it against him. And he see so which which was great. Like people could come to him. Even Quark would come to Cisco. Like everyone would sort of come to Cisco. Even I hate to say this because he's he turns out to be such a treacherous bugger. But even Goldicott kind of had a grudging respect for Cisco. Well, we ain't gonna talk about that. Not now. Not in this episode. Not in this episode. So, like I'm saying, like it's a family. Sh- it's a show about families. A show about communities. A show about space. But it's so grounded, and you feel more part of them. Like you could just walk in and be a part of that. Than I felt like with any other shows. Um, but also since it's Black History Month, I kind of want to gush a wee bit more about the importance of Captain Cisco. I mean. So let's just say why I like him better over the other ones. Like, I mean, come on. Again, if you haven't watched the show, please do. But his entire birth <laughs> was orchestrated by alien species because of how important he was going to be to saving the Alpha and Gamma Quadrant. I mean, come on! The prophets, the, pro- the prophets of Bajor possessed his mother... And guided her to his father to make sure that those two people would come together and have the Cisco. Which sounds weird, but that's what it is. So, like, come on, if that doesn't just show how amazingly awesome he is. Like, cosmic forces conspired directly to have him come up and to become, and to be born. You cannot get much better than that. I can't. You really, truly, truly, honestly, Pete, you cannot. I would not. You can't. Just saying. Um, oh yeah, this is getting to be a very long post. Sorry. So like, I would love to continue on and gush about Cisco and how you know, I just love him. But and at some point I will. Maybe I'll do like a top five DS 
episodes of DS9 post one day. Actually, no. You know what? No. No, May. I will do a top five episodes of D- DS9. And maybe, actually, we'll maybe try to make it like a talk between the uh, me and the other two Hokages, because this would be interesting. I'm not entirely sure if they watched this when they were kids. Maybe. Maybe not. Don't know. Well, anyway. So for me, for day four of blackness, my my day four of blackness, I choose to put forth <clears throat> the Cisco commander, then captain, Benjamin Cisco of Louisiana, of New Orleans. Just saying. If you haven't seen it, if you have not seen DS9, please see it. Yes, in the very beginning, it's not the best films, <laughs> but you know, it's a sci-fi show. It gets better. The graphics get better with time. You know, it does. Anyway, seriously, do yourself this favor and like take a look. Just take a look at a few episodes. Just randomly choose different episodes if you can. Um, so anyway, before I hit the 10 minute mark, this is your Hakage K and I will see you next time. Have a good night.